Welcome to The Soul Connection, an exploration of the interconnectivity between our social influencers, physical and emotional well-being, with a spark of spirituality. Please welcome your host, The Soul Doctor, Dr. Christiane Lefferts, known as Dr. K. Welcome to The Soul Connection today. I'm so excited. This is one of my favorite type of interviews. I am going to be talking a little bit about stepping into your divine destiny and... I'm going to have the exciting Clay Clark joining us today, who so graciously has said I can pretty much ask him anything. So I'm loaded with questions today. How are you, Clay? I'm doing great. And by the way, I love your glasses. Ah, Thank you. Thank you. And uh, I love inspirational interviews. And I do know a little bit of your backstory because I told you I am friends with a mutual friend of ours. Big shout out to Brother L. Johnson. And he had said to me at one point in time, man, you really need to talk to Clay. He has got a story. And um, and we... I actually kind of tripped across you this last summer about one year ago at Rodney Howard Brown's campus, The River. I think that was your first tour that you went through, Tampa? We we did the uh, uh, Reopen America event, which was in uh, Tulsa. And I thought it would be a one-time event where we would share the truth about election fraud, medical fraud, religious fraud, get people back to God, and just, there it is. And millions of people watched it, and I thought, okay, Mission accomplished. There we go. And uh, because we were talking about subjects that, by and large, were not being discussed anywhere in an open public forum. Um, and then uh, Florida, some people in Florida wanted us to come out to Florida. I talked to Pastor Rodney Howard Brown. He was willing to allow us to come to Florida. So we did that. And then I thought, OK, we did, too. We did it. All right. And then General Flynn and Mike Lindell and Eric Trump and many other people were saying, you know, could we do another one? And here we are. I think we're headed into the 14th event in New York in two weeks right now in a housekeeping note if anybody wants a ticket to the reawaken america tour in new york it's in the, the it's in the, coming up here you, you can get your tickets at uh, time to free america.com uh, time to free america.com and it's in new york uh, rochester new york and you can name your price you can pay whatever price you want to pay and uh again that's in new york uh, coming up here in about a week and a half so uh that and you can get your ticket you can get your tickets again at, at time to free america.com oh wonderful wonderful i can't tell you how much that i enjoyed it because it's really it's beyond words actually with mike lindell not in a bad way but in a good way he uh went out to dinner with my son and i and it was such a uh, a really great way to kick off uh joining him and the lindell network on frank speech it's just god really does move through these events and I know a little bit of your background, so I'm going to lay out a few questions for you because it's so inspiring. Uh, you are a regular business guy to start with, correct? Uh, yeah, and just to define that uh, briefly, um, you know, in, in America, uh, because of the sacrifices that brave men and women have made and because of the God-given rights we have, you could really you know, achieve success or, or become an epic failure if you want to in a capitalist economy. And I grew up very poor. And I uh, decided to uh, not be poor. And so I built uh, my first successful company called DJ Connection um, out of my parents' basement, then my college dorm room. And I sold that. Years later, we used to do 4,000 weddings a year. And mm-hmm. then from that point, uh, a lot of people started asking me, you know, could you help me grow my dental practice or my photography business or my uh, automotive repair shop? And so today I work with 160 clients uh, to help them grow their businesses. And, and so I would, uh, I am a business guy, yes. You are a business guy. 
And do you want to tell everybody how Business Guy became Event Guy? Well, with the, the DJ uh, entertainment company, I mean, we were doing, you know, 4,000 events a year. So a lot of people may be, um, I'll let you into the dark world of wedding planning. But basically <laughs> what happens is the bride and the groom are going to spend $25,000-ish, maybe 30000 on an, an event, a celebration, a, a modern pageant, a, a festival. And uh, uh, they're going to invite their family and friends. And uh, if the entertainment is bad, people leave early. So my job was to work with the bride, the groom, the event planner to organize a schedule starting from the time of the first guest arrives, going all the way till the end where the whole experience has been choreographed. What songs are played, what kind of background music, what kind of lighting, what kind of decor, what kind of beverages, what kind of food, what kind of video, what kind of photography, uh, what is the agenda? Who's doing the toast? Are there going to be any toasts? Is there a slideshow? Are we going to do gobo lights on the walls? Are we going to do a, a, a wash to match the wedding party? All that. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, when you do 4,000 events a year, you know, uh, 80 a weekend, you get kind of good at it or you go out of business. Um, and so <laughs> I, I built that. And, uh, you know, now with this Reopen America tour, I, I don't find it to be hard. Um, to organize those events. That's kind of a gifting God's given me, mm-hmm. but probably in the way somebody out there, you know, you, you can cross country ski and it's kind of easy for you. Or maybe someone plays the piano and it's maybe effortless, uh, maybe because you've practiced a lot. Also, God's given you talents. And that's kind of how, you know, doing these events are. They're not, they're not really hard for me um, or difficult, um, but the, the, it's um, America needs it right now. Mm-hmm. And the part that the, the, the logistical part that's difficult is that a lot of people have been crushed by the Great Reset and my wife and I felt strongly that we both felt as a couple, and I'm not putting this on anybody else, we felt like that we should not be seeking to make a profit from these events. We should be focused on getting people connected with profits. Uh, right. We should be uh, getting people connected to, to pastors and preachers and teachers and make it financially accessible for anybody. And so we decided as a couple to not take any income or salary from these events and to let people name up their price. And uh, I think people have connected to the purity of why we're doing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think people are really waking up in droves to the tyranny of the Great Reset. Yes, yes. And it has been a big and rude awakening to many. Um, I follow a, a prophet, nationally known prophet, Clem, Kim Clement. Oh, boy. Yes. And uh, one of the things that struck me was that you had talked about briefly uh, finding yourself discovering yourself in the middle of one of his prophecies yeah well you know kim uh uh clement his daughter and i are now friends i did not know her before so if you look at the timeline i did not know her um before the 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 the, the tour i didn't know donna or, or, or jane his as his late wife there um and i didn't really um believe in the prophetic nor was i open to the prophetic you know um but when you discover um the model I, this is my path i discovered that the models that said the 2.2 million americans who would die from covid 19 that was false mm-hmm. the polymerase chain reaction test that scared everybody into believing that they tested positive for covid 19 those were falsely calibrated that covid 19 is 100 percent treatable with budesonide ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and that the actual treatments that kill the, the, were, were what killed people i mean remdesivir is a drug patented by george soros in china that causes renal failure and my dazolam is a breath suppressant uh, that causes death so I, I i recognize that you know wow there are really evil people in the world i mean you got you've all know harari just an evil person <laughs> he's praised by obama zuckerberg yes. and Gates. yeah you got, got a couple more of those there yeah, you go I do. you've got klaus schwab right here yeah uh, listen uh, i want to say one thing about that guy 
I believed that he is the modern, the real version of what they try to get us to laugh about, Dr. Evil. No, he's he is absolutely just a disgusting uh, individual. And I could go on and on, but you know, when you, when you read uh, and you sit down and you read a book called The Great Reset, mm-hmm. and this isn't a book written about Klaus Schwab. This is Klaus Schwab's own book. And if you read the book, you go, mm-hmm. what? What? Yeah. And then you read Yuval Noah Harari. I read his writings and I listen to his talks and lectures and interviews where he's talking about turning humans into hackable animals and eliminating free will and putting RNA modified nanotechnology under the skin. And I just go, this is absolutely um, mind boggling. And so then you then 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 your your mind opens up or was minded to the reality that, wow, there are some evil people, Mm -hmm. you know, Um and I guess in my mind, I always thought of evil people would be like represented by Darth Vader, you know, so <laughs> evil people, you know. Yes. And then I thought it was like good people would be represented by like ice cream or something. You know, it's like ice cream. You guys want some ice cream? Yeah, I want some ice cream. That's good. Okay, good. And then evil is like Darth Vader. Okay, I get it. But, you know, when you actually see evil, I mean, people are trying to depopulate the planet. Uh, it kind of makes you open up to, wow, there are really are evil people. And you know what? Uh, maybe God um, is more active than I thought. Or maybe there's more of a spiritual battle going on than when I thought. And so I would, you know, my wife would come home from cheerleading uh, practice where she was attending with our kids. And uh, she would say, what, what are you watching? You know, what are you watching over there? And I said, yeah, just watch a little Flashpoint, you know. <laughs> so, so she's like, what are you watching? I said, just watch a little Flashpoint. And she's like, I thought you didn't do profits. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I just watch a little Flashpoint. It's a little, little Lance Wall now, a little Mario Morello, you know, just a little. Great guys. Little, you know, and then she says, well, what, what are you watching now? And I'm like, just, just don't harass me i'm just watching you know a little bit of lance wall now and so um but then uh, on uh july of 2020 i get a text message from a client of mine named charles Colaw, who i just spoke to by the way and uh, his website is colawfitness.com c-o-l-a-w fitness.com he reaches out to me and says hey you should watch this prophecy i think they're talking about you and i'm going huh so i watched the uh video where if you want to see it, folks, if you go to rumble.com and you just type in Mr. Clark and hit enter, I think there's a lot of people that have uploaded it so you can see it there. Um, and at that point, um, it, it became clear to me that um, maybe God was talking ab- about me. Um, and so I, I listened to the clip, and it's like 45 seconds long, so I'll play a little snippet of it real quick here. Okay. But uh, um, so I, I didn't believe in it. I wasn't excited by it. I, I wasn't moved by it. I just thought this is odd. Um, but I had just been listening to other prophetic things, so I kind of shuffled it. Uh, and I put it on the, the side for about five minutes, I think, for about a solid five minutes uh, where I totally rejected it, and I thought this is crazy. But then, as, as God often does, the unexpected happened, and I got a call from a, a, a client of mine, uh, or, or a, a booker of mine. She, she books me on, on interviews and stuff. CJ calls me and says, hey, are your ears burning? And I said, there's a man by the name of Mr. Clark, and there is also another man by the name of Donald. You are both watching me saying, could it be that God's speaking to me? Yes, he is. And, so- I, and I kind of go, wait a minute, because she's calling me and the, the video's playing. I'm like, wait a minute, stop. Like, what, are, what are you saying to me? She says, uh, the, the, the Trump administration would like for you to attend a deregulation event, uh, a deregulation summit hosted by President Trump at the White House, and uh, they'd like for you to be there. And I'm going, uh, okay, uh, what day is it? And she says, well, it's, it's gonna be July. 
uh, check your calendar. And I'm thinking, well, I, you know, uh, okay. So I, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't know President Trump. I've never been to the White House. And I just thought, um, okay, maybe, maybe this is uh, something. It was, it was kind of, so um, I, I get a hold, I call her back. I said, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. I call my wife. My wife says, um, we're going to a, a, a deregulation uh, event hosted by uh, Trump at the White House. Okay. Uh, when is it? So I tell her when it is. I put the phone down and I get a call uh, from CJ again. And she says, hey, you know, uh, kind of weird, but One America wants to interview you um, from um, D.C. on the same day that you're going to the White House. So just the whole the whole story, just to be clear, is yeah, I get this text message from Charles Kola. I watch it. And within a total of a couple hours, I get invited by Richard Manning. Uh, to attend a deregulation event at the White House. I get invited by C.J. Wheeler to go to a uh, One America News on the same day to talk about my book that got banned from Amazon. And then I get invited uh, by News we, uh, News uh, Max to do an interview from the Trump uh, from the, the, the Trump Hotel, Trump International Hotel in D.C. And this is all within the same day. And so I thought, you know, Maybe God is talking to me. So I watched it again. There's a man by the name of Mr. Clark, and there is also another man by the name of Donald. You are both watching me saying, could it be that God's speaking to me? Yes, he is. Somebody, just a few minutes before you came on the show, you went out and you took the American flag and you said, I'm proud of my nation. You raised it up. God said, you have been determined through your prayers to influence this nation you're watching me you're an influential person the spirit of god says hear the word of the prophet to you as a king i will open that door that you prayed about and when it comes time for the election you will be elected and so you know now i'm going okay 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 wait so i got invited to attend this event july 16th 2020 uh by the trump administration Richard Manning, he's a sane person. He's a Fox News contributor. Mm-hmm. He has confirmed my reservation, my invitation. Okay. CJ Wheeler, she's a sane person. She invited me to be interviewed by One America on the same date, July 16, 2020. She's saying she hasn't seen the prophecy. Richard hasn't seen the prophecy. Uh, then CJ calls back. Also, again, hasn't seen the prophecy. It says news, news. Max wants to interview me at the same day. It's July 16, 2020. It's all in the same day. Well, I don't know. I just, you know, because I don't want the prophecy to be about me, you know, because then that would be a lot of work. There's a man by the name of Mr. Clark, and there is also another man by the name of Donald. You are both watching me saying, could it be that God's speaking to me? Yes, he is. I'm going, that's exactly what I'm thinking, you know. Somebody, just a few minutes before you came on the show, you went out and you took the American flag and you said, I'm proud of my nation. Then I started thinking, wait, before, a few minutes before you went on the show, somebody took out the American flag and said, I'm proud of this nation. So I thought, okay, I'm off the hook. Before I went on my show today, I, nobody I knew put up the American flag and said, I'm proud of this nation, so I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm off the hook. It's prophecy. It's not about me. Ha ha. You know, because it's, just, it's heavy when you have that kind of thing. Um, and then I get a knock at my door, and it's Nace Roberts. Uh, he owns a machine shop called mmm-usa.com. So like Mary, Mary, Mary-USA.com. They make parts for Tesla and the U.S. Army. And he says, 
hey, hey, Clay, he, he knocks on my door. Clay, do you have a second? And I go, yeah, what's going on? And he, this is very uncharacteristic of him. He says, um, I, uh, uh, and he's got tears in his eyes and he's holding it back. And I'm like, what's going on? He goes, um, I feel like God wanted me to tell you this. Before you did your show today, I took out the American flag and I said, I'm proud of this nation. And I just, I just wanted you to know. Now, at this point, the backdrop was I had sued the mayor of Tulsa to keep the city of Tulsa open. I had turned my building into a church because the churches were closed. I'd been doing interviews on news, CNN and Newsmax and One America and anywhere I could just to share the truth about election fraud, medical fraud, religious fraud, telling people, listen, they're inside the COVID-19 shots. There's RNA modifying nanotechnology. This is before all the doctors had breaking news that the, the shots contain RNA modifying nanotechnology. Of course they do, because the patents that were patented by Charles Lieber showed the technology existed of course they did because moderna if you look at the patents that moderna has this technology is in the patents of course this would so i i knew all this way before most people mm -hmm. and so then it made sense and then all of a sudden from that point forward it was like Phew! and it was like all these doors that began opening that couldn't that god there's doors that were open that no man could open and there were doors being shut to other areas of my life that couldn't be shut Mm -hmm. And I just remember thinking, wait a minute. So I go to my whiteboard and I'm going, because I looked at my whiteboard, I'm going, because I mean, I've been praying this obsessively. Yeah, and on a whiteboard, if you type in Clay Clark whiteboard, you can see this. At the top of the whiteboard, I wrote Revelation chapter 3, verse 8 through 9. And it says, I have set thee before thee an open door that no man can shut, for thou hast a little strength and hast kept my word and hast not denied my name. Anyway, and I, and I, I you know, all these... Uh, People would come into my office and go, well, why do you have that whiteboard? And why do you have that? I said, I'm praying for a door to be open so I can get this information out to the American people and to the world at scale. And people would say, why do you have Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16 uh, through 19, uh, through, uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16 through 18 written on your whiteboard? What is this about? And if you type in Clay Clark whiteboard, you'll see it. I mean, the media has said, Clay Clark's whiteboard is the center of the QAnon conspiracy movement. But it's, I have <laughs> oh, no connection geez. to that. But I just, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16 through 18 says this. And this was written by Paul, who was uh, Saul. And then he used to feed Christians to lions. God showed him the light. Ah! And then he became an all-out Christian. And he wrote uh, 13 books of the Bible. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, someone say 14 books of the Bible. And uh, from prison, he wrote this. He says, Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, and the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. So everything about the last two and a half years has been like, what would Jesus do? You know, people say, well, this speaker, if you invited this speaker, they could bring a huge crowd. However, they do want to push the vaccines. Why? Because right. I'm all about sharing the truth. People say, Clay, if you if we could pay you X amount per month if you would merge your tour with our tour. People would say, hey, if you we could sponsor your event and pay you X amount of money, and all you'd have to do is bring Fox News and incorporate them into it. And so I've just stayed on target, and it financially makes zero sense, but it's starting to really wait. I mean, I'm running into people everywhere now who are going, oh, yeah, my sister went to that tour, or... I heard about that online in the to the topics mm -hmm. that you're hearing. I mean, Peter McCullough on the tour, uh, breaking news about what's in the shots. Simone Gold, obviously in jail right now on the tour. Uh, Jim Brewer, the comedian exposing the deep state Hollywood. He's on the tour. Mike Lindell, election mm -hmm. fraud on the tour. Mm -hmm. General Flynn, Eric Trump, everybody who's in the fight. Dr. Ter Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, Dr. G. Mm -hmm. Mikevitz, they're all on the tour. So uh, it's it's uh, all the credit be to God, and I just hope I don't screw it up.
No, you won't. It's been it's been a phenomenal tour, and it really was. Um, I believe a, a landmark event that really kicked off many other tours. I've connected my literary agent is actually Troy Anderson of The Return yep. for my book. And um, I just had Liberty and Health Alliance on my show. We just recorded one with them and they're coming to Tampa and they're going to actually do some general, they bring a mo- mobile hospital with and they do some general procedures. So it really did kick off a movement where people are starting to take the reins and starting to wake up. I, I sponsor or I um, co-hosted a symposium for Senator Nancy Bartow in Arizona, and I want to give a huge shout out to, to that lady because she has written a lot of the health and freedom regulation um, that gives people the right as a naturopath to actually be a standalone naturopath in Arizona, and they lead the charge and. You know, these people have come under a lot of attack, but she has been faithfully writing legislation out there for 17 years. And I was so honored to be able to host a a symposium for her and to bring that to the public. But, you know, people have to realize that states like Arizona, they actually have the ability to give people choices. I interviewed um, Dr. Dino Prado, Dr. Keith Chamber. They, They have very large practices out there and they didn't lose a single patient to COVID because they didn't follow any of the CDC stated protocols that we or you just outlined as we started this whole show. And um, yet the hospitals were losing people left and right. I lost um, a staggering number of people I know and people who are very close to me at the very beginning because they didn't know and they got hit with rendezivir and you know one of my assistants she's 36 years old young lady you know they they say oh they've got covid induced pneumonia and died you know and it was just it was very heartbreaking because in florida the um suppression because it's an ama state was was just so heavy that people didn't have any other choices in the beginning where other states are more health and freedom oriented so uh I thank God for people like you going around the country, making people aware of what's going on. Well, uh, I just say this. I want to interject this briefly. Is I, you know, if you read um, Proverbs nine ten tonight, mm-hmm. people say, "Well, why are you just quoting Bible verses everywhere?" I just I don't know. I feel like you know, we talk as a country. We say we have God given rights, and we've lost. You know, we're losing them. Or you know, well, it's because we've allowed God to be taken out of everything. So I just try to weave God into everything. But Proverbs nine ten says, "For the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge." of the holy is understanding. So I, I, I'm just to a place in my life where, you know, when I sued the mayor of Tulsa to keep the city open, I got death threats. You know, we had the first event, I got death threats. I get death threats all the time. I get people attacking me on Newsweek. We had Jimmy Kimmel did an entire monologue about me. I can go on and on. The You know, the Rolling Stone, I found it the other day, the Rolling Stone's doing a story about me. It'll probably not be positive. Uh, the, you know, but, and so, but it doesn't build me up mm-hmm. or tear me down. Mm-hmm. You know, no, I don't care what the media says. All I know is I'm committed to sharing the truth. And I just hope that somebody out there, this will inspire you and wake you up and connect you to, to the power that God has given you. You know, not a single person listening to this is, is worth less than anybody else. I mean, God made you, uniquely created you in your mother's womb. God has a plan for you. And I just encourage everybody out there today, if you're listening right now and you're going, what do I do, man? How am I supposed to, you know, help? What, what can I do? I'm going to give you just three 
free tools and then some mm -hmm. action steps real quick here. Yes. This yes. is a book I wrote. You can download it for free, okay? It's called The Great Reset versus The Great Reawakening. And I can't tell you the stories I'm getting from moms, dads that have downloaded the book for free and have printed off copies for family members, friends, neighbors, whatever. Um, also, you can buy it if you want to in the shopping cart, but this tells you exactly what's going on from a biblical perspective. Other people tell me that they've watched the Reawaken America Tour documentary with General Flynn, Mike Lindell, et cetera. You can watch it for free by going to time2freeamerica.com. Time2freeamerica.com. You can watch it there for free. Boom, in the shopping cart. Uh, three, you can find jobs that do not require the COVID-19 vaccines. So if you're mm -hmm. looking for a job that does not require the COVID-19 vaccines, you can find those at time2freeamerica.com. Um, and then that calls to action other ones. If you, if you go to time2freeamerica.com, obviously we have three Reawaken America Tour events left. And the lineup is incredible. I mean, Sean Foyt, the praise and worship leader, uh, Eric Trump, Lance Wall yes. now, General Flynn. That's the lineup is, is stellar. And I'm always bringing people on the tour that no one's ever heard of. They go, who's that? Well, it was the previously unknown attorney, Thomas Renz. They say, who's mm. that? It's the previously unknown doctors that now are kind of household names. Mm -hmm. So my job is to provide a platform to get these people out there and to make some connections. So when you come out to one of these events, we're going to Washington. Uh, Idaho border in September. We're going to Pennsylvania in October. And then we're going again to Rochester in New York. And we just have just under, uh, last time I looked at the ticker, we had just under 75 tickets left. There's like 73 tickets left for the August event there in, in Rochester. But again, you can name your price. You can come out to these events. And there are doctors, attorneys, lawyers, employers that are all looking for people like you to get connected with. So you can find your lane. You can find the, the people that you can plug into. You can find pastors that are fighting back you can mm -hmm. find patriots that are fighting back uh couples that i've met, met multiple couples now that have gotten married after meeting somebody on the tour i've told i met so many people that have said they found their job when they met an employer at the tour so it's time for the patriots to, to get connected and for the remnant to rise i know it's a lot of information but i just encourage no, everybody to continue I, the conversation I, yes time to freeamerica.com yes and and actually you're making a very great point it is that time it's time for unity and i can see how god is opening up these doors he's done he's been doing it for me this last year connect 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 um i actually had a conversation he told me to give you a big shout out pastor patrick collins up there uh it, he has christian patriots united in virginia said that he he was um i think he worked with you or, or for you he does some security stuff okay and yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, and we were supposed to be on a, a call, and then Flynn was calling in for him, and so then I, of course, you know, General Flynn, you know, had to postpone with him. But the whole thing is, God is doing a fresh new thing. He is opening those doors that no man can open, and He did close doors, not in just my life, but your life. But I'm talking to all of these different people saying how this has been the greatest shift in their life. And it's been the greatest shift in my life. And all of a sudden, I have a yearning burning to share things. Um, what does oppression really look like? Read the Declaration of Independence, because it's outlined there. And then go back and see how those words are ringing through today and what we've endured and you know just being able to bring people on to share our history to share words of wisdom it, it has been phenomenal and it, it is i would say a big big reset for us the people of light as well well i i cannot tell you uh, thank you enough for right for uh, the opportunity to, to share the truth with your listeners i just encourage everybody tonight uh, take all the action steps we've talked about earlier and then read oh, this is crazy Read it out loud. Read books. I'm, this is good. I'm telling, but it's only good if you do it. Okay. Mm -hmm. I want you to read Matthew chapter 24 out loud tonight. 
and someone says, I don't have time for that. I'm going to Sonic. I'm going to go watch some Netflix. I'm so busy. No, no, no. Just take for just tonight. Read Matthew chapter 24 out loud. And then after you finish Matthew chapter 24 out loud, I want you to read another account of the same thing. This is Luke chapter 21. Read them both and then figure out what your priorities are. Mm-hmm. Matthew chapter 24, Luke 21. Thank you so much for carving out time. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. And for everybody, just a reminder, because I know you you mentioned Ephesians and you mentioned the spiritual battle. And I want to point this out. It says that we are battling against powers, which are national powers. We are our principalities, which are over nations, powers, which are over territories and spirits of wickedness in high places, which come down through family lines. And we were told this thousands of years ago, that this is a battle, not against flesh and blood, but to be done in the spirit. And so this is a call for everybody to get shut down the TV, get on your knees. This country needs your prayers. This country needs a heart that loves it once again, because we are called to be the frequency producers of love, and there's no greater gift. And we can, we can, we are not defeated. Don't agree with hell. Don't bring hell up, but work on bringing heaven down. So I want to thank you, Clay, because you're a big part of that, and you're a big voice out there. Keep going. Thank you again. Thank you again. I really do appreciate you. Have a great day. All right. You too. God bless. Bye-bye. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Soul Connection with Dr. K hosts a forum of expert guests that showcase popular topics that can impact the soul. Weekly, Our Soul Doctor connects with authors, medical professionals, and leaders that share expertise and testimonials. Check out our growing community on site at soulconnectionusa.com. Tune in to Feed the Soul Live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time, or listen on your time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to The Soul Connection. If you would like to call in during the show, call us at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to soulconnectionusa at protonmail.com. And now, back to this week's show. Hey, we're back now after a great interview with Clay Clark. He's so exciting and always got so much energy in his voice. And I have Al Johnson, who has dialed in remotely, and he's going to talk a little bit about uh, he knows Clay and what impact this uh, movement, the pushback to the Great Reset that Clay had mentioned in the interview has had on his life. Al is a committeeman of District 35, a local business owner that works with manufacturing, and he has known Clay prior to this reawakening and national event tour that Clay's been doing. So, Al, welcome. And just give us a little history about how you knew Clay, how this kind of motivated you, and um, what what you're doing today. Well, when you uh, 
when you talk to Clay, you learn about his businesses, and he has a regular business podcast that, um, oh, I think it's, it's uh, the subtext is like business line without the BS or something to that effect. And, uh, yeah, it's a Thrive Time show. And um, I was listening to that, and uh, at a point in my company where we needed to rethink our marketing and, and add a little zip to it, and uh, maybe more of a uh, modern approach. And so I contacted his firm, and they put you on – sometimes you'll, you'll hear him talk at his X number of businesses, and he limits it to that that he coaches and he's coached some very successful companies. And so what they do is they work up an agenda for you on, you know, they review everything, they decide what needs improving and uh, they work up an agenda for you to, uh, to go through and they coach you through uh, making these improvements to uh, prove your visibility and your effectiveness, et cetera. Mm. So do they work basically with the small business owners or, is it uh, anything that's open to anybody? Um, yeah, I think it's open to any small business, although some of the businesses, like uh, sometimes when you see him do his broadcast, he's got uh, uh, another gentleman there who's a real estate guy, mm -hmm. uh, well, I guess a builder, uh, and I believe he's local to Clay, and uh, that's far from what I would call a small business nowadays. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what impact did you experience through going through this reawakening tour and hearing some of Clay's message, hearing a little bit of his story about how he has been personally impacted? We talked a little bit about, and he actually played for our audience, the Kim Clement prophecy, which was phenomenal. <laughs> I loved, I loved hearing the inside story on that. Uh, and how this has oh motivated God. you. Yeah, uh, that story is inspirational. Talking about how he didn't even like Washington and got called by like, three different people to be there. And all of a sudden realized he was being called. Um, yeah, that was inspirational. And then he, uh, he started this uh, Reawaken America tour. And they had one, uh, one of them at, in, uh, I want to say... Tulsa or near his home office and then I think the very next one was going to be in Tampa and uh, naturally when I found out about it I said hey I got to be there and um, when I showed up it was it was a very interesting kind of a homecoming uh, a lot of people I already had respect for were uh, were speaking there the uh, the attitude about um, well you've got to think when this happened it's right in the Right in the heart of COVID and everything, mm -hmm. uh, and so they had people telling you that, uh, that that were singing my song. You know, don't you don't have to mask up and get the vaccine and all this other stuff. And all of this came about the same time that uh, I'm realizing on my own that I can't really trust my my own government and my own medical profession people anymore. And when I went there, it was kind of a homecoming. I ran into like-minded people. I ran into you for the first time. In Probably a year. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was it was inspirational. The uh, I still have pictures from that time there, and even some of the uh, screenshots of the different suggested medical supplements and mm -hmm. uh, and, the, and the speakers. I think Ten Penny was there, and 
uh, Lindell was there. Yeah, it was uh, it was an excellent presentation, and I and I do believe that at that point in time, because the media narrative had come out so strong against anybody that just didn't follow whatever they said. I don't care if it was, we need one mask, we need two masks, we need three masks, we need four masks. You know, it was just, it was always uh, changing. You need one shot. Now you need two shot. Now you need, it was crazy. And anybody who questioned the narrative were really being persecuted. So to have these type of gatherings where people could just feel free again, you know, absolutely like an outdoor uh, concert. Like we used to just sit around and be able to enjoy an outdoor concert or even an indoor concert without people being paranoid of one another, looking at each other, by the way, that is how, uh, the brain propaganda machine work to program the people in Germany, they convinced everybody that the Jews were germ spreaders and an unclean people. <laughs> That's how it started. And so we're all built in this image of God. Our command is to love one another, but yet you have this, the media and the government and everyone trying to make people demonize one another as if we're not God's creation, God's image, as if we don't have life force, as if we're, you know, sitting around to be victimized and having events that just let people come out and socialize and just live was actually yeah. a, a blessing. Everybody, you know, hugging. You know, at that time, if you go to a grocery store, I can remember, I've I wear I would wear a mask in two places: the doctor's office because they absolutely insisted. Actually, that's the only place I can think where I I actually really wear it. I got in trouble going to the bank to make a deposit. Both banks. Uh, I can remember going into a local grocery store, and you know, as soon as I walk in without a mask, you hear the little announcement about safe spaces, mask, and all this other stuff. And I knew all of that was ridiculous. I don't know somehow instinctually I knew that was ridiculous. Maybe because the virus is one micron thick and, and a mask has got no way of, of suppressing that. It's like putting up a, a chain link fence to get rid of mosquitoes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it, it, yeah, but this place, everybody was more at ease than the whole rest of the population seemed to be. Yes. Uh, and that was very refreshing. Yeah, yeah. I actually talked a little bit about uh, that to was it um, to Clay? And we also recently saw a preview of a movie for Sean Foyt. It was called, his upcoming movie is called Super Spreader. And he documents just the almost uh, militant and um, horrifying experiences he had going from city to city, simply worshiping outside, yet casinos were operating and being able to play entertainment in closed arenas, <laughs> but yet the go- the governor of California outlawed worship, outlawed worship and singing. If that doesn't sound evil, I don't know what is. Oh yeah, they were collecting tags for cars in the parking lot of the churches. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, that that's ridiculous. It was like what we for- we forgot what it was like to be a, a Americans, and at the same time, there's. Antifa rioting in the streets 
and and the and the uh, media is encouraging that. Yeah, we're still uh, told to stay home. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it did something. It did wake up a lot of people. I think it really has empowered a lot of people to get off the couch to start getting involved. Uh, it empowered you. You actually started to get involved, and now you are a committeeman of District 35. And what does that entail? Monthly meetings. And for me at this point, it's largely a learning process. Uh, I have to admit, I never paid a lot of attention to the down-ballot stuff. And now, you know, I come to find that's how these crazies get in on the school boards and such. And the down-ballot stuff makes a difference. And Mm so I'm going to the meetings and delighted to say that we pray before the meeting, uh, say the Pledge of Allegiance, call it corny and all that, but these people do actually care. Yes. And, and you know me, I have a very low tolerance for, you know, phony. They're not genuine. I'm, so I've been really impressed with the effectiveness. This uh, commitment strategy is, is going nationwide. That's why I hear about some of the mama bears going in and dealing with the school boards. Uh, I've got a friend whose family was just just treated like dirt when they went to talk to the local school board about uh, about the mask and about their kids. And I mean, they just ostracized them. They decided to homeschool their kids. Not everybody can do that, mm-hmm. but everybody is now becoming more awake to what's really going on, and that that to me is uh, it's encouraging. Yes, yeah, yeah, me too. I had Sydney Powell on my show, and and she said something so striking she said is all they had to do was read the box and all of those masks that you would pick up from lowe's or home depot or any of these big box stores they're not surgical masks and it's all people had to do is read the box because on the box it says these are general use only not intended to stop the spread of virus <laughs> and I was like, wow, wow, everyone's in such, you know, panicking, the spirit of fear. God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but a one of a sound mind. And everyone in their panic is grabbing anything and sticking it on their face. I mean, they'll breathe through a dirty sock in their own car by themselves versus even just stopping. And if you're going to do that and you're going to recycle your own carbon dioxide and your own bacteria from your mouth... Maybe you should at least have something that would indeed stop a virus. Just read the box. Because just looking like a surgeon doesn't mean you have the tools of a surgeon. I think there's more to it. I think the fact that they wanted us all to wear masks was kind of a, a command just to see almost if we would do it. Mm. Are we really that much cheaper, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I talk about psychological warfare on people so as they're trying to steal our first amendment rights what do they do they have us cover our mouths muzzle our mouths and so you know it's it's a multi-prong approach and if people don't think that the subconscious has power they're grossly mistaken the subconscious has a lot of power and by having people do that, knowing darn well that they're covering their face with something that if indeed there is an airborne virus, it won't even help them. No. And I argued because now you got your sweat and your carbon, you know, all your exhale uh, is, is, is all 
you're recycling that more. Mm-hmm. I, I particularly remember when you see someone jogging outside all alone on a sunny day with a mask. Yeah. Yeah, that is indicative of something called the Stockholm Syndrome. But yesterday I was talking to the Global Problem Solver group out of Arizona, which I'm so happy to be connected to, because they were actually already taking some frontline strategies for all the people that could have respiratory infections because they saw every step of the way, everything that was being recommended was actually contra to the health of the person, whether it be the body, whether it be the mind, um, depression, suicide, all these things went off the chart. And so they were very active with their medical teams so that people knew what to do and had um, had base, some basic strategies and relationships in place with compounding pharmacies and everything to help people with natural remedies and not going back to the same people, the same place, the same group that are all funding these messages. So that was that was a blessing. And I'm praying that out of this whole thing that people can learn that we need to have logical conversations. People shouldn't be shouted down uh, for exercising the First Amendment, that uh, we should never allow people's opinions to be considered news. To be newsworthy, they should, in my opinion, either have to put up both sides of the argument or literally have facts that have been tested, undisputable. Yeah, uh, the news should be almost deadpan information of facts, and, and you should be able to look at whoever is giving you that information and not realize this is their exact opinion. Uh, right. And not, you know. When you have every channel saying the exact same words from city to city, channel to channel, shouldn't that be alarming that there is no voice out there giving you any other information? They just get silenced. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's really easy to come up with a, uh, a montage like that. I mean, I can remember previous election, they had the word gravitas, a word you never hear. Right. And then all of a sudden, every single network and the radio is using the word gravitas overnight. Mm. Oh, come on. It's not an accident. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, hopefully this has been an event to at least waken the whole American public to the fact that we almost lost our country, that we almost lost this very thing called freedom, that we almost lost the ability to have basic rights, to be able to talk to one another, to be able to have differing opinions and still respect one another. We almost lost all of that just because just because we choose to listen to a spirit of fear as if, you know, as if it was wisdom. And it really wasn't because there was no other viewpoints ever put forward. And if you go through month to month and you watch how the the WHO's narrative changed every month according to what they wanted us to do, the general public as a next step 
you know, first of all, your vaccines were going to give you immunity. Well, then it wasn't good enough. Then you had to have another another shot and another shot. And, and then it one mask and two masks. And it was just this exercise, I call it, of chaos that seemed to be launched on people to traumatize them. So they Again, don't know where they, they're going. They us. How far could, could they really give that command and then go out and see people wearing two or three masks? You know? Yeah. And, and we're close to losing it. Reagan said we're never more than one generation from losing our freedoms. And I think we are on the hairy edge right now. Well, I, I do believe that it, the reset is coming for the people of light. People are waking up all over the place. And I do believe that uh, what's going to happen, nothing's going to be able to stop it because it is a move of God and it's beyond people because there, at some point in time, I believe that a, a, God, a loving God does hear his people and he does intervene. So with that, I want to thank you for joining us today and just sharing a little bit about how you've been motivated and and what your relationship was with Clay and and your life during this crazy time and how it's taken these turns. So thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for your time. God bless. Thank you again for tuning in to The Soul Connection. We can be found at soulconnectionusa.com with our developing community. Please join us again every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until our next show, find new ways this week and every week to make your own soul connections.